Cruise Radio is supported by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hi there, my name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. If this is your first time listening or stumbling upon us, well, thank you so much for being here. We have a lot of back episodes if you want to catch up on those. Found at CruiseRadio.net. You can also find us on iHeartRadio or on iTunes. Just type in Cruise Radio. On this show, we'll take a little bit of a vacation because i got to tell you, as I'm recording this right now at 5 o'clock in Jacksonville, Florida, it is 40 degrees. So, uh, yeah, we definitely need to take a, take a little cruise escape. So we'll get a review of Norwegian breakaway here in a little while. But first, we have Teresa Norton Masick. She is the cruise beat editor for TravelPulse.com, and she joins us to get us caught up to speed with this week's cruise news. Hello, Teresa. Hello, Doug. Do you have like 30 inches of snow up there? Oh, it's not that much. I want to say maybe 20 inches or something <laughs> fell the other day. Now it's snowing again, so we could have close to two feet on the ground. Wow, yeah. It's 40 degrees right now as we're recording this in Jacksonville, and it's just unreal, these temperatures. I want the warm again, but anyways, let's get right to uh, the cruise news here. So most recently, the Super Bowl happened. Of course, New England won, and Carnival Cruise Lines, or actually Carnival Corp, had an ad on the Super Bowl, and they took some context out of a JFK speech. Why JFK? Well, if you listen to the speech, it's really kind of an emotional one. JFK was well known for loving the water. He mm-hmm. loved to sail. You know, the Kennedys are always playing touch football on the beach. And he gave a speech in 1962 when the America's Cup was held in the U.S., talking about why we have such an emotional connection to the sea. And he, I think, was speaking for himself as well as a lot of other people. And so the Carnival Corporation ad showed all these iconic images of the sea, of ships, of the water, of the northern lights, of um, just all the beautiful scenery that surrounds the sea and the sea itself, with this backdrop of voiceover with John F. Kennedy talking about why we love the sea so much. It was really kind of a moving commercial, I thought. Speaking of Carnival, the old... Carnival Celebration, now operating as the Grand Celebration down in West Palm Beach. Didn't quite make it out of port the other day. Now, this is, a, I guess we'll say, a, not a new cruise line, but a new kind of operation out of West Palm Beach. So uh, what are the details with this? Yeah, it's not exactly a new cruise line, but it was sort of a reformed cruise line. Some of the executives are the same um, from the old Celebration Cruise Line. Now it's called Bahamas Paradise Cruise Line. And their other ship, under the old name... The Bahama celebration struck something underwater on Halloween <laughs> during their <laughs> Halloween cruise. The ship is docked somewhere now. They went ahead. They formed a new company called Bahamas Paradise Cruise Line, and they got the old celebration, which is a, a 1987 built ship. It also operated for Carnival Corp's Spanish Cruise Line, which has closed down since and for a very brief time with Costa Cruises. Mm-hmm. So now they've secured it. It was supposed to take off from the Port of Palm Beach on February 1st for its inaugural cruise, and the Coast Guard said, nope, not today. They had to uh, meet some new requirements regarding the PA system apparently didn't work properly, and also the crew needed some more firefighting training. So the last I've heard through the media down there in Palm Beach is that it was getting ready to sail again. Did you ever sail Carnival Celebration? Can't say that I have. Have you? I had my first cruise kiss on Celebration. Oh, 
no in 2005. Kidding. Yeah, it was based here in Jacksonville. A lot of memories and, there. And how old were you? I was 24. And who was the lucky gal? You know what? We'll we'll move we'll move on to the next story now. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute! You're telling me you had your very first kiss at age 24? No, no, cruise kiss. Oh, cruise! Kiss. Yeah, cruise kiss. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, it's good stuff there. Uh, so let's move on and talk All about. Right. Uh, <laughs> we've been talking a lot. Now I'm blushing in here. Now we're talking <laughs> about dynamic dining for Royal Caribbean. They've been getting a lot of flack about that, and we've talked about it on the show in the past. What are you hearing on your front? Well, Royal Caribbean actually filled me in directly. Dynamic dining apparently isn't working as it should on the Quantum of the Seas. It's a new program where they did away with the one huge or two huge main dining rooms, and they instead created four complementary um, restaurants where if you were doing traditional or you know standard dining you would could go to any of those four for free mm-hmm. there also of course are another of specialty dining where you do pay a cover charge apparently there's been some um kinks in the system so now Royal Caribbean is fine tuning it um basically what they're doing there is adding new menu items on the quantum of the seas they've increased the number of servers and staff in there and they made a um alternative restaurant called Devonly Decadence which was a four-fee restaurant that served healthy comfort food. They've now made that another complimentary restaurant. But what's more, when the Quantum Sister Ship comes out in April, the Quantum of the Seas, it will also give the passengers the chance to have the traditional or what they're calling the classic option, where they will get a set dining time, either early or late. They'll get a set table, you know, with the same companions and the same waiter every night. But what's more is they will rotate among the four complimentary restaurants. So they'll have the same table, the same companions, the same waiter, but they'll be in a different restaurant. Like Disney. So something a little different. Okay. Let me ask you this, Therese, because I wasn't really around back when this was going on, but when Norwegian Cruise Line launched freestyle dining, did they experience some startup issues like this? Yeah, they did, in yeah. fact. It was basically the kind of thing where everybody wanted to go to the same restaurants at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have crowd control is a, is a delicate thing, you know, to figure that out and plan it. And then I remember at the time um, they got signage where it would show where there was open seating and which restaurants had vacancies. And, you know, eventually they got it worked out. But, yeah, I think everything like this goes through a growing, growing pains. Pain. Yeah. All righty. So wave season. Are we still in wave season? I mean, I know wave season is pretty much year-round these days with the low cruise prices, but uh, what are the technical dates for wave season? Well, I generally consider wave season to be the first three months okay. of the year. Gotcha. So we, some people call it wave quarter mm-hmm. period. But yeah, we're still in it, and we are seeing cruise lines come out with some deals. Some of them are sweetening the deals. Um, I did listen in a, on a conference call with Richard Fain the other day, um, he's the CEO of Royal Caribbean Cruises Limited, and he described it so far as a good, solid, and typical start to a wave period. Huh. So it's not like a overwhelmingly, you know, positive endorsement. It's not the greatest wave season ever, but he said it was a good, solid start. In closing here, Teresa, I've gotten a few emails about this next one. And in fact, listener Michael sent me an email last night and says, why not do a cruise radio segment about the people upset with Carnival's VIFP change? Now, I don't know a lot about this, Teresa, so I'll let you uh, kind of take the uh, reins here. Well, I'm assuming that what he's talking about is a change that was just made. It's actually going into effect on February 7th. And Basically, people who are in this club um, and attain certain levels, um, basically it's the red and gold members, 
They used to get a, a free drink coupon that they could use during the sea day brunch in the main dining room. Carnival has decided to discontinue that and replace it with a one liter bottle of water, bottled water, placed in their stateroom. So if there's four guests in, past guests in one stateroom, each of those guests will get a full liter bottle of water. And apparently I've seen some Facebook posts um, where people are not happy with this. Apparently Carnival said they're making the change because a lot of people said the drink coupon was too restrictive because it could only be used during the sea day brunch in certain places. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with the number of people who drink bottled water these days, Carnival thought that might be more appreciated. Well, So it looks like some people like it and some don't. Okay, that's a good point, because if you're red, gold, platinum, or diamond, you do get that coupon for the free drink during brunch. And yeah, I agree, it is sort of limited. You can't get it by the pool or anything like that. And I also agree that uh, I tend to drink a little bit on the cruise, and in the middle of the night, you know, instead of drinking the ice bucket water or the water out of the sink, I think it's nice to have that uh, that bottled water. What about you? Yeah, no, I agree with you because, you know, you like to have a bottle of water handy with you. It's kind of pricey, you know, when you yeah. buy it. It's like five bucks. But it seems like whenever a change like this is made, you know, people people complain about it. You know, they like one thing, they don't want another and so on and so forth. Things will quiet down yeah, eventually. Absolutely. But well, we've been talking with Teresa Norton Masick. She's the cruise beat editor of TravelPulse.com. You can find all of her articles there. We'll also link to it in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Teresa, my dear, always a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure is all mine, Doug. We'd love to hear your comments. Email comments at cruiseradio.net. How many times have you said, that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. This is Cruise Radio. We always like to get your listener reviews of your latest cruise. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net, like Craig Storm from Jackson, New Jersey. He just returned from a two-night cruise to nowhere out of Manhattan on Norwegian Breakaway, and he joins us this evening. What's up, Craig? Hey, Doug. How are you? Good, my friend. Thanks for reaching out. Can't wait to hear about this. Funny thing, because we were on the ship at the same time, Craig, so we probably could have walked right by each other and never knew it. We probably did. (laughs) Yeah. Let's take a step back. Before we actually get on Norwegian Breakaway, let's talk about what made you want to take this uh, two-night sailing out of Manhattan on basically a cruise to nowhere? Sure. Well, this was actually a gift from my parents for my 40th birthday. Okay. And my first cruise ever. They've uh, cruised Norwegian before uh, several times, and Loved it, and I've always wanted to do it, and uh, they thought it would be a great opportunity to 
spend my wife and I on a, a little getaway. So nice. It's uh, real exciting to get that for a birthday present. This is interesting because you have nothing to compare it to. So did it meet your approval? Oh, uh, it was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. My wife has cruised a couple times uh, before, but I, uh, I never had the opportunity. So. Nice. Yeah, we were both blown away. It's great. Very good. But let's talk about embarkation. You arrive at Pier 88, and you go to get on Norwegian Breakaway. So how was the embarkation process for you? It was really smooth uh, and much smoother than I thought it was going to be, given the amount of people on the ship. I heard the, the sailing was actually sold out. Um, so we were we were into the terminal and on the ship probably within 10 or 15 minutes. So you made your way on the ship. What were your first impressions of Norwegian Breakaway, your first ever cruise ship? Uh, for me, you know, never having cruised before, just the sheer size of the ship, it's amazingly mm-hmm. big and beautiful, and it's got that incredible hull art uh, with the Peter Max painting on it, real, uh, you know, real boisterous look. Uh, but once you're inside, you know, totally different, really um, very classy, very clean style. Uh, just really great modern look all throughout the ship. What did, uh, as you were walking around the ship, did it remind you of anything landside? Yeah, I mean, really just a, like a super nice hotel, mm-hmm. kind of a high-end hotel look. Yeah. Uh, definitely have that feeling. Yeah, definitely. So uh, you make your way to your stateroom. So first off, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions? We had a balcony stateroom okay. uh, up on the tenth deck, and uh, it was great. It was, uh, it was uh, you know, probably a little more spacious than I had imagined it might be. Mm-hmm. had a nice balcony to sit out there and, and take in the sights and the Intrepid right next door while we were sitting in port. The room, because it had just returned from a 12-day and was going out on a 12-day after our little cruise, the room needed a little bit of touch-up cleaning, but the steward was super friendly and, and willing to help, and they took, they took care of that right away for us. Before you actually got on the ship and got to your stateroom, did you have any impressions like uh, it was going to be claustrophobic or anything? Yeah, that's something I was kind of afraid of because I, I do get claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was glad we had the balcony, but, you know, quite honestly, the room was, was plenty roomy, bed was big and comfortable, and I didn't have any issue with that or, or seasickness or anything like that. Very good. Let's talk about dining on Norwegian Breakaway, because there's, I believe there's like 18 dining venues, and of course, you were only on a two-night cruise, so you only got just a fraction of those 18 venues on board. What do you think of the dining, and did anything really stick out to you? Sure, yeah. We, you know, having only a, a, a two-day cruise, we tried to jam in as much as we possibly could. So we spent um, our first meal upon embarkation was up at the uh, Garden Cafe buffet mm-hmm. at the at the aft of the ship up on deck 15, and um, it was great. You know, had a had a little little bite to eat and sat there overlooking the Hudson River. Um, and we we returned to the Garden Cafe buffet just basically for snacks. After that, uh, we were definitely blown away by the Manhattan Room. Uh, we absolutely loved it. It was very elegant, great atmosphere. Uh, for dinner with the live band and the dancing. Uh, they had dancers that actually came out on the floor and, and did some dancing demonstrations. Uh, food was terrific, and, uh, and particularly impressed by the seafood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fish was just fresh and, and just perfectly done. Did you do any specialty um, venues on there? We didn't do any specialties on this cruise because we just figured we would try to uh, experience as many places as possible. We did do Oceans, actually, for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, read on, uh, on online that the breakfast there was great, which it was, and also had lunch and breakfast at Case, which is one of the other complimentary dining rooms. Uh, great menu, great style, very kind of upscale look in there. Let's talk about entertainment aboard Norwegian Getaway, or Breakaway, rather, because uh, one thing Norwegian is doing well with their new ships is entertainment with the comedy clubs and the Broadway shows. Uh, what were your impressions? 
it was great. We we tried to again jam it as much as we possibly could. We attended a uh, bandioke session in the atrium lounge uh, with a live band to karaoke, and that was a terrific amount of fun. And everybody was just in a great mood and and cheering everyone along, regardless of their level of talent. Um, we also spent some time at Fat Cats, which is the blues club, um, which was uh, a, a lot of fun and. We actually saw a uh, production of Rock of Ages on the on the ship, and mm-hmm. that was just awesome. It was it was almost like being in a rock concert. Yeah, um, definitely geared for adults though, not for kids. Be warned. <laughs> uh, but for for people who you know kind of in our age range and grew up in the eighties, um, it's it's a, a real trip down memory lane. And a, a total high energy show it was great. We loved it. Let me ask you how the outdoor areas were, because I know it was cold. I'm down here in Jacksonville, Florida, so I was walking around the streets of New York City the day you left on, uh, I think it was like January 16th, freezing my butt off. But uh, how were the outdoor areas? Uh, yeah, it was very cold. We're from the Northeast, and we thought it was mm-hmm. cold. Um, yeah, actually, people were in the pools and hot tubs on, <laughs> wow. the, uh, on the sea day, which I thought was amazing. But they're apparently well-heated, and uh, I, I didn't have the, the uh, bravery to go in there and, and experience getting out, but... Uh, there were people in there. Bars were open uh, outside. There's a you know, huge sports complex with the rock climbing wall and basketball and mini golf and ropes course. Uh, we didn't have a chance to do any of that because of the, the short nature of the sailing and the cold weather. But we'd uh, love to get back on breakaway when it's a little warmer and have a longer sailing and do some of those things. That's uh, um, But, yeah, there were, there were people outside and, and uh, you know, taking it in, shivering and enjoying it. That's, it's like the polar bear club at sea. That's right. Kind of a mark of, <laughs> mark of uh, honor, right? Yeah, after sailing two nights on Norwegian Getaway, would you return on a longer sailing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we would definitely go back on Breakaway for a longer cruise, um, take our kids with us. They were they were kind of jealous that we got to experience that without them. Right. Uh, and there's just so much to do and so much to see. We uh, just barely trapped the surface in two days. Yeah, two days is not enough time to experience Norwegian Breakaway. So let's uh, move to any tips you may have for listeners considering or maybe sailing Norwegian Breakaway. Sure. Well, certainly sailing out of the Port of New York is amazing. I would definitely say if you're on breakaway, get up to the top deck as high as you can go for the sail out, sail away. Because uh, just looking at uh, the, the you know the Empire State Building and the the World Trade Center and the Statue of Liberty, and then going under the Verrazano Bridge, it's just amazing. And I think you know New York is such an iconic city that to see it from the river is such a unique view. I I just absolutely loved it. Took a ton of pictures, and as cold as it was, it was worth being out there. The other thing I would say is make use of the waterfront on deck eight, mm-hmm. which wraps around the stern, uh, makes for a great place to take a walk, take a morning stroll. I went out there kind of early and walked around. They had some coffee out there for us. Um, and it's just a great kind of promenade deck. It's one of the really unique features of Breakaway. Nice. Well, in closing here, Craig, what are your final thoughts of Norwegian Breakaway? Well, we loved it. Um, it it's a big, beautiful ship. It's so well done. It really is kind of a New York ship. And being from this area, it's so convenient to be able to just drive to the port and not have to hop a plane to get on a cruise ship like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we loved it and uh, would definitely book again. Absolutely. We've been talking with listener Craig Storm up in Jackson, New Jersey, about his two-night cruise to nowhere aboard Norwegian Breakaway up there in Manhattan, sailing from New York City from Pier 88. Craig, uh, thanks for being on the show this evening. 
My pleasure, Doug. Thank you. And that'll do it for this week's episode of Cruise Radio. Thank you again for being here, my friend. Couldn't be here without you, so uh, be sure to tell a friend about Cruise Radio. And if it's your first time listening, well, thank you for making it to the end of the show. I really appreciate that. If you want to check us out online or any of our articles, cruiseradio.net or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cruiseradio. From the insuremytrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the insuremytrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. Hey, Houston. Cons prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building. Visit Cons today and find out what Invincible feels like.